This is a Rooster Teeth production. One of our three deceivers once accidentally ended up in a male strip club. You can tell us who you think it is by voting along in the chat. Let's find out who's telling the truth and who is a chump. Welcome to Chump, everybody. The Rooster Teeth Game Show, all about lying and deception. I'm your host, Jeremy Dooley, and this episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Why don't you have a VPN? Protect yourself today by heading to expressvpn.com slash RTTV. Now, it's time to introduce our three deceivers for today's episode, starting with the returning Kyle Taylor. What's up? Woo! Uh, we have another returning deceiver. It is the weird wizard himself, Larry Matavina. Do you like my new quarantine stash? Because it's fake. You just got jumped. What a liar. And uh, welcoming for the first time our special guest, Dante Bosco. Oh, the What's golf up? Clap. How y'all doing? I know, golf clap. I'm honor, so no, no lies here. No lies. Only honor, only truth. Well, two people can sort out whether there will be truth or lies. The first being today's contestant, Mr. Gavin Free. Back on the contestant side. And the other being you, the audience, voting along in the chat at home. Gavin, I, I was trying to remember what you wrote to me. I was like, Gavin, do you want to be on Chump? And you were like, you said, like, am I going to be the deceiver? Or what was the word you used? I, I didn't know what this I don't know. I couldn't remember to contest it, so I said, "Am I going to be one of the deceivers or just the bloke?" Yeah, deceiver or bloke. <laughs> the bloke. That That's now the, the official title for that position. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wrote bloke. bloke. That was my response. <laughs> I was like, "I'm uh, in." All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, and welcome Dante for your first time. Thanks for uh, coming on, dude. It's fun. Always love hanging out with the Rooster Teeth fam. You know. We keep it fun. We keep it, you know, and here's the thing about this show. Uh, and I've said it before. It's not about winning. It never is on this show, but it's about not losing. Uh, whoever has the least amount of points at the end, be it the deceivers, the contestant, or the audience, they will be crowned the chump for this episode. And uh, you know what? Why, why waste any more time? Let's get right into the game, starting with game number one, which is just the facts. I said that weird. So in this game, uh, I'm going to give one true fact about one of our three deceivers, but all three of them are going to be pretending that this fact is about them. Gavin is going to get to question each of them up to my discretion. I'll tell him when to move on to the next person about this fact. Uh, the two liars will be making up answers to his question, while the one person telling the truth will be answering truthfully up to Gavin to determine who is actually telling the truth. Now, the uh, just the fact, the fact in question is one of our three deceivers once studied Scientology. One of our three deceivers once studied Scientology. Um, so who knows about Scientology? Who studied it? Uh, audience, you are also playing along as this game goes on. It works a bit differently than it used to. Um, you can vote along in the poll that's going on in the chat. You literally just click and cast your vote. If you're on mobile, you're going to do hashtags in the chat. So hashtag one for Kyle, hashtag two for Larry, hashtag three for Dante. I'll say it a couple more times, but then I won't say it anymore this season. We just want to drill it in while it's new. Gavin, 
studied Scientology in the past. Who do you want to question first? Uh, I've never been in a video with Dante before, so I'm going to start right there. Yeah. Starting with Dante. All right. No time. What do you, you want to know? What do you want to know? Uh, what do you want to know, Gavin? <laughs> there's, there's no time limit here, so I'll tell you when to move on. Gavin, whenever you're ready, go for it. Scientology, huh? Yes. Yes. Good answer. Well, I live in I, I, I live in L.A. <laughs> I, I live in Los Angeles, and we all study Scientology here. Yeah, it's L.A. <laughs> I think it's, it's I think like an HQ there, right, of some sort. Uh, several, several all several. over, a splattering all over the town. Um, and and I think L.A. is the biggest. Uh, you know, I think we're susceptible to cults. That's Los Angeles. It's a it's a, it's a land susceptible <laughs> to cults. So were you doing this for a role or you just felt like learning Scientology? Um, it actually, I, I, I got into Scientology through an acting teacher, you know, like an acting teacher guru. And it was just kind of one of those things you just kind of fell into. All the lines get blurred. Like, uh, we're just were you, studying like, were you acting. In? Were, you paying, were you paying money to be in or were you just trying to sort of dip in your toe into what's involved? Um, no, I mean, you, you, I mean, I don't, you have to pay, so if you have to pay for stuff, you know what I'm saying? You gotta pay for like, uh, courses. They call them courses. You gotta pay for courses. How many courses did you do? I don't know. It was many years ago. I don't, I can't remember count a, ha a handful or two, two uh, maybe a handful or so. Foggy. Yeah. The past is foggy, no, but I, I mean, a decent amount, a decent amount. Okay. All right. Uh, did you enjoy it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it was cool. It's not, it wasn't as, you know, I saw a lot of actors out there. That kind of makes you feel, you know, welcomed in it, you know. But now you're out? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how in I was. I, I don't know if I was like, I don't know what you would call me. <laughs> in, All right, Gavin. I, I, I dabbled, I dabbled, I dabbled. <laughs> All, all right, right Gav, I'm going to cut you off there. That is your questioning for Dante. Uh, all right, so Kyle, Larry, who do you want to go to next? Uh, let's go Let's go with Kyle. All right, going to Kyle. Studied Scientology in the past. Whenever you're ready, Gavin, begin your questioning. Uh, who founded Scientology, Kyle? Uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Okay. Uh, what, uh, what, what, what's he doing now? He's fucking dead. Oh no, okay. he's with Zenu, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, what year? What year were you studying Scientology? This was in 2009. Um, how many courses did you do? Only one, because it was free. One. Mm -hmm. It was free? I, mm -hmm. Really? And, and yeah. how, why was it free to you? Because they were trying to recruit people down on the University of Texas. Uh, they have the Church of Scientology down there. And it was free because they wanted to bring people in and get them all excited for it. I was there for the free pizza. So it was literally just like one time, like a one night event you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about an hour. <laughs> what was the pizza like? It was a cheese pizza from Domino's. I mean, they had all the pizzas there. They had like a spread, but I like cheese pizza, so that's what I went for. You listened to Scientology talk for a Domino's cheese pizza. It was free. Like, I don't have, <laughs> when you're in college, free pizza will like, that'll get me into anything, man. <laughs> I was fucking broke. That's fair. 
uh why didn't you go back no no pizza they didn't offer another free pizza man <laughs> like i saw it i was like free pizza it like hit me right at dinner time tell me a scientology fact that you learned uh we have um uh, what are the aliens when they get inside of you it's like it, i want to say sin but it was those things that's like uh the alien souls get they like hit you and then they like that's what causes your depression and basically any mental anguish or problems that you have uh yeah i just remember that xenu killed a bunch of aliens in a volcano uh and their their souls are like penetrating us and that's why we have all these issues all right on penetration i'm gonna cut you off there gavin um uh, and that means that the only question <laughs> left is for larry um so i'm, I'm and I getting point out in here by the way <laughs> when this i gotta point out when this prompt came up when i read this out loud the chat and we'll see what the voting is unanimously started saying larry uh so it, it is now time to question the man uh studied scientology in the past ready get set go <clears throat> what year was the church of scientology established uh, that was not the kind of studying that I did for Scientology. It was more <laughs> on spiritual level. Uh, but nice try. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so what was your scenario for learning about Scientology, Larry? Yeah, so when I was, I think I was a sophomore in high school, I, you, you kind of have that thing, I, I was born and raised Catholic, where you kind of start questioning the beliefs that you had. And there was this senior who I thought was really cool. Everybody called him G. Uh, turns out he, I mean, he's like a filth person, but I thought he was really cool in high school and he kind of turned me on to Scientology. He gave me, uh, the book of Dianetics, uh, with a bunch of like highlighted passages and stuff. So I started looking through there and, uh, kind of thought what was going on was pretty cool. Um, did you continue the study beyond that? Um, honestly, like, I, not really. Um, I did go, because uh, I'm from, like, Northwest Indiana, so I went over to Chicago. Um, I went to, like, the, that's, like, the nearest, like, Scientology chapter. Um, I never really had the guts to go in. Uh, at the time, a lot of other Christian friends kind of tried to talk me out of it. Uh, the thing I didn't know at the time, of course, is that L. Ron Hubbard was, like, just, like, a failed science fiction author. And when they really pointed that out, it made me start to question Scientology. Uh, so I never got, like, super, super deep into it. Hmm. What are you reading there? You got some notes? What am I reading? I'm staring at you, boy! Nah, you're like... I, you got look, some, uh... clean hands. Clean hands. <laughs> <laughs> Scientology facts written on the wrists. Oh, Be yeah, careful. no, clean wrists. Boom. Larry, that could be a serious offense if there's Scientology effects. But we'll send our crew I, over just to see. If if I had uh, Scientology facts, I would have boom right away. Scientology was started in whatever year. I would have had it signed. Uh, that's a great I mean, point. Gab, one more question. Go for it. Um. Uh. All right, and your time is up. Uh, okay, so that is all of your questioning. Um, so, Gavin, you've now questioned all three of our deceivers. Um, but Did I really, this though? fact is only about one of them. Now, before we lock in the audience's vote, 
Uh, we're going to get just your feelings on this. Yeah. So after hearing all of it, is there anyone you're leaning toward anyone that you're totally not believing or are they all swaying you in their own way? How are you feeling? I feel like the phrasing of the question takes Dante out of the picture because, because he was saying about how he like, he was more involved basically than just a bit of study. Like he was basically mm. like on the way into becoming a member by the sounds of it. But the other two are just like, ah, you know, we checked it out a little bit. Otherwise, I feel like the lie would have been, I was once in the Church of Scientology. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Ooh, using the phrasing there. Now we're pulling, now we're pulling like Christian into this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I really, I don't think I've ever been more clueless. I didn't learn anything, and I asked bad questions, let's be honest. But I thought I could just dig it out by the way that people were talking. I, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Well, here's, here's my question for you, Gavin. You were asking, like, who started Scientology, what year did it start, all this stuff like that. Do you know the answer to these questions? Uh, I, I've heard of L. Ron Hubbard, but I, didn't know, I don't know the year. I don't, I don't know right. anything about anything to do with Scientology, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's find out which one of them does and which one does not um audience you are now locked in for game number one thank you very much for playing along uh gavin it's time to get an answer from you who studied scientology in the past i'm gonna have to say larry but um i know he's very good at this uh and i'm gonna learn a lot from being wrong on this but i'm gonna say larry <laughs> okay do you want to lock that in yeah. Let's lock in Larry as studying Scientology oh, in the past. Now, before we reveal, or is it Kyle, he says, uh, before we reveal who it actually is, uh, let's see. Um, let's see what the audience thought about who actually. Wow, super oh. close. 41% for Kyle over the 40% for Larry. Uh, so the contestant went for Larry, the audience went for Kyle, and the person who studied Scientology was, of course, Dante Bosco. Uh, <laughs> Dante was the one who was, in Gavin's eyes, very nearly in the church of Scientology. Um, <laughs> These guys were good, though. I was believing they're... both stories from the other guys. <laughs> both impressive. Larry Kyle, uh, I was like, you guys are you guys are on it one hundred percent. I was like, can I answer those questions that they're answering? I should Kyle, have asked more facts. Man, really talked. Yeah, it's that like, one episode. Of South Park. A lot of <laughs> I also yeah. know no it's, facts. It's, it's that episode of South Park plus it being on a college campus. I'm like, what got me into oh. like anything in college? And it was like every club, every club meeting always has like free pizza if they're looking for new members, and that brings in so many people. You like it really w works well. So I just combined the two. <laughs> and I will say, oh, good oh, Kevin, my lies were all predicated on the fact that it was studied and not, like, attended. So. Yeah. Oh, you caught on that. Does that mean I can... So, so I can blame Christian? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what Christian, I'm saying. <laughs> I got a point away from Christian. Um... But it was good. I mean, I'm like you. Like, I'm, I also grew up Catholic. You, it's that Catholic and you start questioning things. I was like, all these, mm -hmm. you guys both answered. I was like, I wouldn't. You guys are good. I don't know. I don't, they look like they study Scientology to me. 
<laughs> we got some Scientologists here. Um, which means for fooling both the contestant and the audience, the deceivers get two points for you, that you. round and are off to a great start. This episode of Chump is brought to you by Bespoke Post. The curators at Bespoke Post have done it again this winter with an all-new lineup of essential box of awesome collections for guys, guaranteed to upgrade your life. Whether it's showcase pieces to level up your indoor hosting skills or cozy threads for those blustering days, Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Bespoke Post and Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Um, I got an amazing Damascus steel blade from Bespoke Post uh, that is super high quality, very sharp. I take it when I'm camping, when I'm hiking, all times like that. You never know when it will come in handy. And uh, it just goes to show that the products that they give are super high quality. Uh, so why not get a box for yourself? To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com and your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. To get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up, uh, go to boxofawesome.com and enter code CHUMP at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code CHUMP, for 20% off your first box. Thanks very much, Bespoke Post. Um, but there's still a lot of changes to be had uh, as we move on to our second game of the night, which is called What's in Your House? In this game, all three of our deceivers will be describing a bizarre item that is in their home. However, only one of them is telling the truth. The other two are making up a weird item that does not exist. Um, they are each going to give a one-sentence description of this item to Gavin. And then Gavin is going to get to question each of them about this item up to my discretion. I'll tell him when to move on and then guess at the end who has the actual item. Uh, so without further ado, let's go down the line and hear about these items, starting with Kyle. Kyle, what is in your house? I have a V8 engine block sitting in my living room. A V8 engine block in his living room. Larry. What is in your house? I have a pair of shoes with a coworker's face on them. Pair of shoes with a coworker's face mm. on them. And Dante, what is in your house? I also have a pair of shoes, but they're worth $20,000. A $20,000 pair of shoes. All right. Uh, those are our shoe based <laughs> um, and so audience you're voting who has the actual item use the poll that's going on in the chat if you're on the site if you're on mobile hashtag one for kyle hashtag two for larry hashtag three for dante to cast your vote in the chat uh all right gav who do you want to start with on this one kyle yep starting with kyle the engine block in the living room uh whenever you're ready for your questioning gav go for it uh what vehicle is this engine block from it is a 2003 Mustang GT. How's an engine block different to an engine? It doesn't have all the extra bits on it. It's just the metal block that was cast. No bits. Why is it in your living room? It's a coffee table. Okay, so it's got glass on top? Mm-hmm. 
How heavy is this thing? Fucking heavy, man. You don't know. Oh, God. I live on a second floor, so, like, dragging that thing up here fucking sucked. Where'd you, where'd you get it? Junkyard. You, wait, you found the- you went to a junkyard? It wasn't just a table? Yeah, there's like a- there's a, uh, you wrench it places that you can get these from, and I built it with my uncle. How did you attach the glass to the table? Uh, there's a frame going around it, so like the engine block sits under this, like, square frame, and then the glass sits on top of the frame. And did you rip it out of the car? Oh yeah, well like, People had been taking parts off of it, so we didn't have to take all the things off of it, but you have to detach it from the transmission. And how did you get it out of the car? You just drop it out of the car, because, like, it was sitting up on these... When you go to these wrench-it places, they actually put cars up on, like, the wheels or whatever, the aluminum wheels, or... Well, they're not all aluminum, but you can drop it out the bottom, basically. So you were involved in the dropping out of the bottom of the car process? I was assisting. My uncle was doing most of it. Do you have to, like, catch it on something? There's a... It's a little tool that, like, can lower it down. You see mechanics have it. My uncle's a mechanic. Oh. Alright, Gavin, I'm gonna cut oh. you off there on your questioning. So, a, uh, yeah, an engine block retrieved and coffee table-lified. Um, so that is your question for Kyle. Which item do you want to question about next? I'll question about the shoes. Which shoes are we talking? <laughs> Larry's shoes. Larry's All right, let's shoes. do this. Larry's shoes that have a coworker's face on them. Uh, Gavin, whenever you're ready, begin your questioning. Whose face is on your shoes, Larry? Oh, that would be uh, Jaron, uh, one of our other editors. Why, did, why is his face on your shoes? <laughs> I, I, I just thought it would be fun to make shoes with so, Jaron's uh, face on them. <laughs> So you made these shoes. How, how, what is, is it like a photo or did you draw his face on? So, well, so I didn't make the shoes. It's uh, you can go to a website and make custom vans and you can like modify them and put in a custom image. So I uploaded an image of Jaren's face on the shoes and then ordered the shoes uh, and I was going to wear them to work as a joke. But then quarantine started. OK, and what what photo of him did you use? Uh, do you know the one that was on uh, Trevor's desktop for a while? That one where he's like, oh. Yeah, yeah that one. Had to be that do one. Do you wear these shoes? Um, I mean, within the confines of kind of around the house, because I... What color are they? Uh, they're... Uh, I'll have to look at them. Uh, they've got Jaren's face on the front, so they're Jaren colored. Uh, and then there's some beige <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> They've got a. So they've wait, got the white soles on a shoe. It's the whole well, shoe. It's, 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 like the face? Front, it's, it's the front part of the the shoe is his face, and then like, like the, around the back side of the it's just like color. What color? So it's like a tan and there's some black. Yeah, beige and black. Okay. And there's like a lightning bolt on them too. It's pr they're pretty cool. Not gonna lie. Laces. Color of the laces. Uh, no, 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 no. They're just slip-ons. Slip-ons. Elastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I guess they got a little, like, yeah, a little scrunch to them. Yeah. What okay. color box did they <laughs> come in? Uh, they did oh, not come oh. in a box. They actually came in a bag uh, that had, like, a drawstring on it. You pull them oh, out. shoe bag. Mm -hmm. All right. There you go. Uh, a <laughs> the Jaren face shoes. Um, but from one pair of shoes to another, uh, 
Cameron colored is like my favorite new term. Um, all right. So the $20,000 pair of shoes, um, Gavin, whenever you're ready to question Tante, go for it. 20 grand. I know it's ridiculous. Um, what, what makes them so fancy custom? They're a custom pair of Nike Air Force Ones that I played this character on a show called Entourage, and I played a designer named Fukijama, and my character do, does these shoes, and he sells them to the character Turtle on the show for $20,000. So they ended, up, they ended up giving me a pair of the shoes. Nike ended up giving me a pair of the shoes, and I got offered twenty grand from an Entourage Uber fan to have the shoes. Yeah, so they're like um, so a twenty thousand dollar pair of Nike Air Ones. They're also in the museum of Nike Air Ones of all time for for Nike. Do you ever wear them? No, they're super gaudy. They're super like I, I would never wear them. They're cool. I mean, as a piece, they're cool, but I would never. And plus, they're twenty thousand dollars. I'm not gonna wear them. What is what is your next most expensive pair of shoes? <laughs> Probably three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. <laughs> You know, twenty thousand ridiculous. Um, I, I'm a sh I am a sneakerhead, but th those are like another category. So where are they now? Do you display them? No, they're in the closet. They have a special box and stuff. I have a stacks of shoes in my closet. But they're in a box. You don't like to look. They're at them. in a, the box. No, they're. I don't. I, they're too gaudy. They're like really. They're like sh black and gold and shiny and like have all this like graffiti and you know bedazzled the gold? kind of there's gold in the laces there's gold it's all etched in gold like all the all the artwork and stitching it has extra gold stuff in it that's supposedly like i don't know got to be gold plated or something i don't know it's so expensive do they have the nike tick what do you mean like the the swoosh yeah the swoosh that was the one yeah they have that what the color swoosh, is that yeah that is outlining gold but it's kind of like cracked concrete with like tribal drawings in it very it deep, very detailed of, does it have the face of any of your co-workers on it <laughs> <laughs> no when, what year did you have to acquire these oh that's uh i guess it was when we did the show it was like 2000 13 some of that 2012 2013 all right gavin that was your last question there for dante about those shoes um so there you go that is your descriptions of all three items uh if you haven't voted yet make sure to get your vote in now because we'll be closing down the audience <laughs> very soon um gav you've heard about the three items one of them is real um is there anyone you're completely not believing going into this or uh, anyone who's i don't think i believe play? larry because he didn't remember the color of the shoes. I think you would easily remember straight away what color the Jaren face shoes were. How do you were. describe human color? That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what, about, what about the engine block? How are you feeling about the engine block? Once again, I mean, it's totally realistic. I've seen those. I've seen them. Mm -hmm. But... They all seem pretty doable. I'm, I'm honestly they more pissed that Kyle's weren't shoes. 
<laughs> Man, what, what a curveball that uh, All right, well, uh, while Gavin struggles with this, audience, we're locking you in. You are now locked in on uh, game number two. Thank you very much for playing. Gavin, it is now time to go to you. So uh, which of these three has the actual item? Look at their faces. Look at all of their, their faces. Face. Um, I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna go with Dante this time. The twenty thousand dollar pair of shoes. Do you want to lock that in? No, because what if it's okay. Kyle? What if it's just an engine in a in a in a room? Could be an engine <laughs> in a room. Oh, maybe I'll go with Kyle. If the engine block coffee table, do you want to lock that in? Uh, no, I'm going to go with Dante. Okay. <laughs> lock it in, Jeremy. I can't decide. Right, lock, lock it in, in Dante, for the expensive shoes. All right. Um, so... Wow. After that real roller coaster of voting there, uh, audience, let's see who you went for. Who has the actual item? Larry does. Jaren face shoes. Fifty-seven percent think uh, it's the Jaren face on the shoes. Uh, so rather than me just tell you who's telling the truth or who isn't, uh, I'm going to count down from three and then say reveal. Uh, and then the person with the actual item will either hold up the item uh, or turn their camera toward the item if it's like a large engine block or anything like that. Um, so, Gav, you're really bouncing between Dante and Kyle here, uh, and it's time to reveal in three, two, one, reveal! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Karen Colored Shoes. He's right. <laughs> There's like the, hold on, uh, the, way they're gonna, the, the lighting bulb. The beige and the black. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Oh, man. Uh, it, wow. it's, it's every time I think that someone is just full of shit, it's the truth. I'm completely on opposites today. I immediately dismissed Larry as not remembering what color it was. I didn't know how to describe it because I was like, there's Jared on the front. And I forgot. Oh, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of green on there. So I was like, are they green? I forgot I did the tan. Now, oh, man. shit, dude. Dante, the detail on those, do those shoes exist? Are those actually a thing? Or those you make shoes that up do again? exist. They, they, no, they, they do exist. Those shoes do exist. And they yeah, are twenty thousand dollars. Cool. You described <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, I, I did not God. ever get to my house. Uh, Kevin Dillon, who plays drama on the show, had him at his house, and then it was someone on eBay bought him for like a lot, like twenty thousand dollars. Oh man! Play. So and uh, Kyle, this coffee table that you were talking about. I mean, like I know a coffee table like that existed on like Top Gear. They had a very similar thing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, those are cool them, tables. So. Yeah, I want I want one. It would be cool to have, so I just went with it. <laughs> but you described but, in your story how like unrealistically absurd it would be to get it. <laughs> like how yeah, much of a pain like, it would be yeah. to get that mm -hmm. where you are. Yeah. Because I've gone yeah, to those you, car we, junkyards before to get parts, so yeah, it'd be a pain. Don't to forget get. that. You need a house. You're not you can drag it to second story spot. Heck yeah. no. <laughs> the closer <laughs> to the door, the better. This episode of Trump is brought to you by DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. 
Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. It's super easy to use. See a list of who is delivering in your area. Pick what you want, fill it on out, choose order, and uh, you'll get a little text message or a little alert when the food is there to say, hey, come pick up your food. Uh, So you don't have to interact with anybody. You can stay nice and safe in this time. And uh, that's the whole point of the contactless nature of it. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code CHUMP. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code CHUMP. Don't forget, that's code CHUMP for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Thank you, DoorDash. Uh, exactly. But that means at the end of that game, uh, the audience gets a point and the deceivers get a point. Um, so right it's now, looking pretty it's looking real good for the receivers. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really coming down to the audience and Gavin in a uh, real runoff to see who the chump is going to be here as we go into our final game and our staple game, pushing the envelope. I've got a giant... Rewind. I've got a bunch of giant unlabeled envelopes, and in these uh, are three true facts about our three deceivers. I'm going to shuffle them up and redistribute them uh, so they might get their own facts. They might get someone else's. Gavin will question them for 60 seconds about the facts that they received. Uh, if it's their facts, they're telling the truth. If it's someone else's facts, they're going to lie and pretend that that fact is about them. So let's start things off with uh, giving out the facts. And Kyle. Yep. Kyle. Kyle's hotel room was once raided by men with guns. Kyle's hotel room was once raided by men with guns. Larry. An SNL character, a Saturday Night Live cast member, once helped Larry do a keg stand. A Saturday Night <laughs> <laughs> And Dante. Dante and his dad accidentally ended up in a male strip club. Those are your three true facts. Audience, the way this one works is we're just giving you one. Who actually ended up in a male strip club accidentally? Uh, Dante is claiming that this is about him, but do you think it's Dante? Do you think it's Kyle? Do you think it's Larry? Uh, Cast your votes in the chat or use hashtag one, two, or three if you're on mobile to vote for Kyle, Larry, or Dante, respectively. Gavin, you get 60 seconds to question each person on this one, so it is timed, so keep your questions and your answers a bit shorter. Uh, Who do you want to start with? Let's start with uh, Little Larold. Starting with Larry, which I think we're all very excited for. Um, A Saturday Night Live cast member once helped Larry do a keg stand. Uh, 60 seconds on the clock. Ready, get set, go. 
Should Who I even try? Was it, Larry? <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? It was uh, uh, Beck Bennett of all people. Okay. <laughs> no, no, nothing. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. Um, so uh, okay. how did you need help? You uh, you couldn't get up there. He was just one of the leg lifters or something. Well, he, yeah, he was one of the leg guys. Yeah. So I you was, know I was armed and it was, it was him and it was uh, Nick Rutherford. You know they're both I mean in good neighbor together, good pals. You know how that goes. Right. When was this? Uh, this would have been in 2013. Where? Uh, here in Austin, it was at wow. an after party of a of a movie that I worked on. What was the movie? Uh, it was uh, originally known as Intramural. Now it's known as Balls Out. Uh, it's like a sports comedy, kind of like a dodgeball type thing. Hmm. There you go. All right. There's the questioning for Larry. Uh, yeah, Beck. Beck Bennett is, he plays Putin, doesn't he? And uh, he often yeah, does. Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. Putin he's in, uh, in, in the David Pumpkin sketch. He's the guy with uh, Kate McKinnon. That's probably oh, what you know right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got it. <laughs> the David Pumpkin sketch. All right. Uh, Gav, that's your first questioning done. Who would you like to question next? Kyle. Questioning Kyle next. Uh, once had his hotel room raided. By men with guns. Uh, 60 seconds on the clock. Ready. Get set. A go. What were these men after? They thought I was dealing drugs. So it was the police? Mm-hmm. What country was this? In America. Why did they think you were dealing drugs? Because I was listening to the TV, and I had Breaking Bad on, and it was while they were doing a drug deal. This old lady was walking by, and she heard it, and she thought it was real. So they sent police, the armed police to mm -hmm. your hotel room. This wasn't super long after the Las Vegas thing, so I think she was losing it. What hotel was this? Fairfield Inn. What floor were you on? Third floor. So were they out of breath by the time they came in? No, they went up the elevator. <laughs> what did they ask you? Well, first they checked the room to see if there were actually drugs there, and when they saw I was by myself, they started to put things together. And there you go. The raid. The Breaking Bad-themed raid. Uh, and, of course, Gav, that leaves one more <laughs> questioning. Dante Bosco. Uh, he and his dad accidentally ended up in a male strip club. You have 60 seconds to ask him about this. Ready, get set, go. So were you aiming for a female strip club? No, not at all. We were in the Philippines, uh, like a family vacation back to the Philippines in Subic Bay. And my dad was stationed there in Vietnam and he was trying to like show off all these places he knew and back in those days and how it was. And then gotta go to this one bar that he used to go to all the time and the friggin' bar. We go to the bar to have a drink, and it's full-on a male stripper bar. Now, now. I'm like, it was super, uh, it's kind of embarrassing. But it's kind of funny. So was it, like, was it like a bunch of cocks already out by the time you got in there? No, it's just kind of like a gay bar with dancers. Everyone was oh, okay. super nice and super cool, but it wasn't like, it was like a gay bar, but they, there was male dancers in Speedos and banana hammocks. 
for and sure. Did you stay for a, did you stay for a few drinks? Uh, like one round. What was your dad's reaction? <laughs> he just laughed. He was laughing. He's funny. He's like he thought it's funny. Yeah, ma'am. There are a few things I appreciate more about you than your lack of subtlety <laughs> with some questions of asking someone if they go to a game. You're like, so were cocks already out or what was the deal here? <laughs> like, why are we wasting time with this? Like, what, what stage were we at in? the top of the show? Right, you gave me like, 60 <laughs> We got no time to deal with any of this. Um, all right, there is all of your questioning. Audience, remember, you are voting specifically on Dante's story, who ended up in a male strip club. Uh, was it Dante? Did you believe him? Do you think it was Kyle? Do you think it was Larry? Cast your votes now while we go to Gavin and uh, kind of get his feelings on the whole thing. Is there anyone after that that you completely don't believe uh, or anyone who's managing to sway you? What are you thinking? Uh, Larry's is absurd, so that leaves me to believe that that one might be true and my gut says the others are swapped. Interesting. Oh, I mean, like, <laughs> I always like to do this, like, pre, pre-reveal pre thing where I'm like, well, how are you feeling like that? I like that my little, like, pre-game thing with you was just like, here is here is what my votes will look like. <laughs> um, but audience, all right, so before we have Gavin lock stuff in, audience, we're going to lock you in. Uh, that is it. You are now done for this round and the game. And uh, I didn't say this before, but... It's been this way since the beginning of the show. If you get this one right, it is worth two points. So best of luck to you, audience. Uh, you're going to need it. Gavin, we're going to go down the line. I just need from you if you think they're telling the truth or telling a lie, starting with Kyle. Uh, do you think about his hotel room being raided? Do you think Kyle was telling the truth or telling a lie? Um, I think he was lying. How did he know they used the elevator? Which part of Breaking Bad are they like... Yo, let's deal these drugs right now. You know, it's more subtle than that in the show. I think he's lying. Lock that in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, blocking a lie on Kyle. Kyle is locked in as a liar. On to Larry. Uh, Saturday Night Live cast member helped him do a keg stand. Lying or telling the truth? I mean, that movie was made around then. And I don't know what Larry was doing before he worked with us. I assume in the industry. We know Nick Rutherford. Could be real. I can't imagine you doing a keg stand, Larry. I can't imagine it. So for that reason, I'll say he's telling the truth. Lock it in. Even let Gavin answer. There was a real internal sure, struggle happening. There was a sure. real internal struggle. Um, all right, Gavin's really coming to terms with what he just did there. Uh, all right, and then uh, and then uh, that leaves Dante. Uh, so now mathematically, you must think he's telling a lie, but we've had people kind of go against the math to try to hedge their bets. Um, so ended up in a male strip club accidentally, telling the truth or telling a lie. Um, it was probably Dante doing the keg stand, wasn't it? Thinking about it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he, let's let's just say he was lying about the male strip club. 
All right, the confidence is brimming from I, you. I uh, I, at this point, it'll be funnier if I go 100% incorrect the entire game. So Okay, got it. So, uh, <laughs> want to lock that in? Yeah, lock it in. Yeah, all right, lock it in. Lock in Dante as a liar. Okay, um, now, before we do the reveals on who is lying and who is telling the truth, audience, let's see what you voted who ended up in a male strip club accidentally? Did you believe Dante? Or do you think that it is someone else? They think it's Kyle. 50% of people think that it was Kyle. They did not believe. No one believed Dante there. 17%. Um, Larry's somewhere in the middle. I think where he belongs. Just kind of like just <laughs> over there. Um, all right. And now it's time to do the reveal. Starting with Kyle. Uh, hotel room was raided by men with guns. You thought Kyle was telling a lie, and I can reveal that Kyle was telling a lie. You got that right, Gavin. Well done. Mission accomplished. Uh, now for the moment, uh, Larry, this is, this is the moment here. Uh, a Saturday Night Live cast member helped Larry do a keg stand. You thought he was telling the truth about that. Uh, and I can reveal... <laughs> Unbelievable. And I can reveal that Larry was telling the truth. You got it right. Yeah, it was the truth. I learned a lot which, in the first two rounds. Which means that uh, you thought Dante was telling a lie. And yeah, mathematically, um, about accidentally ending up in a strip club, Dante was telling a lie. You were correct. Um, which is great news for Gavin, because that means you got two points Ooh. for that. Unfortunately, that means that Dante and Kyle had their stories swapped, which means that the audience got that one right as well, which is two points for the audience, bringing them to three, tying with the deceivers, uh, which means despite that amazing effort in the final game there, Gavin is still going to be tonight's Trump. There it is. Um, and I want to remind everybody that, we, you know, first off, I want to thank everybody for watching. Audience, you did a great job right there uh, in that last round. Gavin, you did amazing in that last round, too. I don't know if we've really seen, like, the, the clean sweep from the contestant in a very long time in that game. Uh, we do have a post-show called Chump Change. That is where we're going to hear uh, a bit more detail about this keg stand from Larry. And then we're going to hear the true stories about the hotel raid from Dante and uh, from the strip club from Kyle. We're going to hear all those stories that we didn't get to hear in the show. But thanks again for watching, everybody. We will be back next week for another episode of Chump. And then we'll be taking a little time off to celebrate the holidays and ring in the new year. Uh, thank you again, Gavin, Kyle, Larry, Dante. That was awesome. And, um... <laughs> everyone watching we will see you guys on the next episode goodbye all